welcome to the DC Beer Show, everybody. I'm Jake, and we are at DC Beer across social media. Now with a super cool link tree, link tree slash DC Beer. Brandy, what are you drinking? Hey, Jake. No booze for me tonight. <laughs> I got my second booster last night, and it whooped me today. My second and first booster didn't bonk me this hard, so um, I'm going straight to bed. Literally, as soon as this episode is recorded, like I've brushed my teeth and everything. <laughs> um, I had to keep my lupus and alopecia having self as healthy as possible. Keep the Will Smith puns away. Hi, topical humor there. But I will show some love and raise a glass and cheers my friend Mike Stein tonight and my buddies over at Hellbender in my dreams and probably in real life tomorrow. But you better believe I shoved some Funyuns in my mouth tonight. <laughs> oh, Funyuns. Jake, what are you drinking? I've got here, um, since apparently it's winter again, Elder Pines Oak Aged Baltic Porter, which has mm. a cool kind of like doom metal theme. It's called The Sun's Gone Dim and the Skies Turn Black. Um, Baltic Porter, so it's a porter, but it's lagered, and it was aged in uh, oak fooder for about three months. It's 8.5%, and since it's going to be winter again, um, I'm going to bust out a winter beer now and again. Man, that sounds so good. Yeah. Cheers to the Georges at all over at Elder Pie. Good stuff. If I would have had anything tonight, it probably would have been that. Something like that. Because it snowed this weekend. <laughs> it snowed yesterday. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. I was outside in the snow, and I was very displeased about how that went down. Um, I uh, did, did you see the new Nationals uniform? I did this uh, like uh, this cherry blossom uh, get up. They're fly. I want. I want a hat. I want a jersey. I want a jersey. They're so nice. It's cute. Like cherry blossoms are very fitting. And I don't even like sports, but I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I like. I just like pink, pink on gray. So like it pops a little. That's kind of like my style back when you know I went places and wore clothes. You go of, places, Jake. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like I used to wear like a tie on the regular, and now Ooh. I sit here at my dining room table on Zooms most days. So, yeah, fancy life for the fancy guy. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Speaking of cherry blossoms, aren't there usually cherry blossom beers being released in DC? I I know I've had one. I had Red Bear's Cherry Wit the last week, and oh man, it's so good. So we got Cherry Wit, and I think that should still be on at at um, Red Bear. It is. I think so. Yeah. yeah we've got, coming up, we've got City State's Cherry Kolsch, which is their Kolsch with a little bit of like cherry puree added. So, you know, kick up like that fruitiness a little bit. Um, the two that I've really seen around that you can purchase in cans and, you know, drink them wherever, what have you. Our old oxes, um, Sakura, I think it's like a, it's a farmhouse ale, it's like a Saison base. And that's the official beer of the National Cherry Blossom Festival. And then Oliver Ale's out of Baltimore, um, Cherry Wheat, which, I mean, they've been doing that beer for, you know, more than a decade now. Like, they've got that one locked in. Like, sweet, but not cloyingly so. Both these beers are, like, reasonably low ABV. You can get them wherever you find better beer in cans. Yeah. I know I've had the old old ox has been making the cherry blossom beer for a while too. I feel like um, yeah, I would seems like this like is forever like ago. Least, yeah, this is like at least year three. It could be like year five or six. 
But yeah, yeah, I think folks must be getting jazzed about baseball, you know. Um, and I love the tying in with the cherry blossoms. But I saw, I saw that Brow DC Brow has released two baseball themed cans of beer. Um, there's one that's a peach lemonade hard seltzer called Kai Boom Crush. Oh, uh, for uh, the Nats third baseman Carter yeah. Kai Boom. Sure, I don't know baseball, but the can looks sports. Cool. Sports ball. Um, and then the other can, which I like, it's very classy looking. I feel like Mike Stein would like it a lot too. It's called it's a full count called full count lager, um, which both of which sound amazing to drink on a hot baseball day. Like I don't mind going to a game as long as I'm hanging out and drinking some good beer. But yeah, but cool, good job, DC Brown. Those are those are fire. Yeah, I'm not really a seltzer man myself, um, but. The, the folks either, in there seem to like, uh, yeah. But for, yeah, full count lager, um, I believe coming soon to all-purpose pizza, Red Hen, and others. It's going to be good, good stuff. Just like a nice, quaffable, classic lager. Yeah. I, I've been digging can art, like new can art lately. Uh, I saw that Astrolab is doing a can art revamp, and I was scrolling through in the pictures. I mean, the can art is really well done. But one made me chuckle in particular. It's called James Horrell Jones. And I i don't know why. It just stuck out because it's very clever. And I appreciate that. So shout out to Astrolab for the, for that punny, <laughs> punny beer name. Uh, DC Brawl's also back with its Pride Pills can art competition, which is so cool. Um, they always do a really great job. The public votes on it. So I already have. Yeah. I already. I, I like. I have one that I like. I also have one that I like. Um, I will bias the listenership by saying it's the one with the word gay on it in like ginormous <laughs> letters. I think that's that's just so cool. I like it's the other face. one. It's very Aww. DC. I mean, I like both of them, obviously, but oh well. Agree to disagree. <laughs> yes. There's no disputing taste. Except sometimes there is, but not for this. There there are no losers here. Uh, I think there are definitely stars, not any losers. Yeah. I think Three Stars is also about to revamp at least like their flagships in terms of how those cans look. Seller oh, series really? like more or less like locked in. Cool. I actually didn't know that. I know that Three Stars just released their English barley wine, which I'm super jazzed about because while my local watering hole, my neighborhood watering hole, my beer cheers is on hiatus, I'll be uh, definitely going to Three Stars a lot. I mean, which I already did before, but it's a little bit further from my house. <laughs> but it's also right around the corner from Chacho, so I'll be hanging out there. So, and I know if Meth, my dude Meth, is behind that that English barley wine beer, you know it's going to be fire. <laughs> yeah, I suspect he is. And hey, yeah. you could you could drink it at like nine in the morning if they have a English Premier League soccer because yeah, they open ball. for those. Yeah, you know, just to bring it back to sports. <laughs> yeah, I was just okay. saying. Apropos of. <laughs> better weather we're going to jump into an interview with brett snyder who is the president of the brewers association of maryland fan as it were and is also at farmhouse brewery waradaka up in upper montgomery county not too too far from elder pine from some wineries uh, like rockland farms yeah brookville the good folks out there and so we're going to be talking all things Maryland beer because we've got some Maryland beer events coming up 
Hint, hint, road trip, DC beer. Maybe yeah. we'll get in on that. That yeah, I'm so excited. DC beer slash road trip. But yeah, we can go ahead and jump to that interview now. I'm here with Brett Snyder, one of the co-founders of Waradaka Brewery in Montgomery County, as well as the current president of the Brewers Association of Maryland. Bam, Brett, thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. It's exciting. We appreciate everything. DC Beer does for the general beer community and all the support you guys give us over the years. So thank you. Excellent. And thank you all for making beer. And so speaking of beer and the weather changing, are we going to see Waradaka at any of the area farmers markets closer into the city? I know that in the past we've seen you pop up at Bethesda, at Tacoma Park. Um, is this something that's on on the docket as as the weather changes that you you can bring the beer to the people? Yeah, um, we typically we in the past and I think going on this year also we're already signed up for four farmers markets. We do Bethesda, uh, Silver Spring, Tacoma Park, Kensington, uh, and Pike and Rose. Actually, there's also Pike and Rose. So um, it's been great. We love farmers markets. We love the mission as a, as a farm brewery in Montgomery County. We always like getting out there and it's a direct, direct to customer experience and kind of, we never canned before um, kind of COVID happened and we kind of made that switch. And so we always took crawlers before. Now that we're in a canning format, it's been fantastic to go to farmer's markets and people can pick up four packs of cans. So um, that's, that's been a real benefit and kind of something that came out of this, the transformation of COVID. Yes. So if there's a silver lining here, like that's one of them for me is to like to see breweries move over to crowlers and cans and such. I haven't been out to Laytonsville, but I'm very familiar with your brewery because you come to Tacoma and, you know, come uh, 11 a.m. on a Sunday, it's time to start sampling off crowlers and, you know, maybe maybe buy a couple. So it's good to hear that you all will be back. Yes. Thank you very much. We appreciate the support when we come to farmers markets. They've been great for us. Since we've been open, um, they've been really good. Like we, we, we really enjoy them. And we think uh, as the farmer's markets have uh, kind of opened it up to more craft, you know, all craft, uh, craft distilleries, craft, you know, beer and craft wine that's always been there. So it's been a good thing. Yeah. I'm happy to put in like a freebie plug here for a uh, 10th award distilling uh, smoked corn uh, whiskey. That is just. I haven't had it yet. Uh, okay. So yeah, it's kind of tastes like mezcal, but it's like uh it's moonshine, but with smoke corn. I will look for it. Yeah. Qual- quality stuff there. Also at Tacoma. So for the Brewers Association of Maryland, what is the legislative calendar? What's the agenda look like for the upcoming year and such? It's, it's funny. You know, the, 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 the way the Maryland uh, cal- legislative calendar is set up, it really starts in January. It ends um, very soon. So we're almost through the entire legislative session. Um, which is both a good thing or a bad thing for our for our lobbyists and our staff and that are constantly, you know, kind of pushing our bills and pushing kind of the agenda. Um, and it, it's an exhausting kind of quick run each year. But at the same time, that gives us the other, you know, 10 months of the year to not focus on it, which is also nice. Um, the big bills that are out there, I think we, we think we're doing pretty well on the overall bills. The Probably the biggest bill out there for us this year that affected us it was, it was a marketing fund bill that basically out of our excise taxes that we already pay, a certain percentage of that in the future is going to go to a marketing and um, education fund. 
that the that you could then apply nonprofits and associations can apply for grants too to market and um, talk up craft. All the craft beverages will now be included. The uh, Maryland wineries have had this for about a decade. And so this bill transforms it. So it's the excise, a piece of the excise tax from all of us are now from the craft distillers, the craft beer makers and the craft wineries will all go into one fund. And so we think that's gonna pass. It, it, it passed both House, both House and Senate already. And so now we're just waiting for the regular, you know, the where it all comes back together. Um, and so that, that, that's a big one that passed this year, along with some smaller bills. But, you know, we, we didn't have a big adversarial year this year for the Brewers Association, which is a good thing. Like, after kind of the big bills passed two years ago, you know, we haven't tried to shake it up very much since then, which is uh, also a nice relief from that. And during COVID, it was very hard even to get any bills passed because they weren't meeting in person. So it's been a good legislative session and we're, you know, we're, we're fortunate that most of our stuff passed that we were supporting. Not all, but some, most. Excellent. And so after the legislative session comes the festivals. Yeah. And so the first one was pushed back from the middle of the session. Um, this is Love Thy Beer, um, Silver Spring Civic Center. Was going to be early February, early mid-February. Uh, Omicron hit, it got pushed back, and their ticket's still available for Friday, the Friday after this one, April 8th. I will be there. Will you be there? The brewery will be there. I have a conflict that night, but yes, the brewery will be there. We will be pouring. I personally won't be there. I don't try to miss too many of the uh, the big festivals, and that, uh, the, the Love Light Beer event has always been, as you said, kind of as a Valentine's Day weekend uh, beer event. But we weren't just there with Omicron and kind of getting that all pulled off. But we're, hey, we're happy to have any festivals back, even if they do get pushed back a little bit. And the follow-up one is the, you know, the Maryland Craft Beer Festival in Frederick, which is, you know, that's one of our bigger ones of the year, if not the biggest one of the year um, that's this spring. So we're excited about that one. Excellent. So for Love Thy Beer, initially it was sort of built uh, around because of the timing winter warmers, um, some of like the larger, boozier beers that one might see, and pushing it back, like has that changed your approach as Waradaka in terms of what you're bringing? Less winter seasonal, more like lighter spring seasonal? Yeah, definitely. Like as a farm brewery, I mean, specifically as a farm brewery, I think it happens with all breweries, but specifically as a farm brewery, we, we're always trying to have we're growing, you know, we're growing many of our stuff or many of our herbs and other things that we're putting in our beers. And I think, as you said, that when it's in a February event, we have a lot of our, we do, we do a lot of like Belgian triples and quads and like that kind of like those, those, you know, warm yourself over a nice fire beers um, that are at that point. By now we're getting into April, our spring beers are coming out, you know, the loggers that, you know, took the winter, like the aged for the winter. So I think we are, it's funny, I don't know what we're taking and I should before I come on a podcast um, on Friday, but the, uh, we're definitely, it'll be more of our spring lineup than our, uh, than our, than our winter lineup. That's okay. We'd like to be surprised and hopefully the weather cooperates and, you know, it's like 60 or 70 something as opposed to 40 something. Or, or today, 30 something. Like it's crazy out yes. there today. Yeah. Um, for our listeners, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday um, and both Brett and I are displeased about that. You all get uh, much snow last weekend? Just a little, some flurries, um, you know, but like we had hail at one point on Saturday, which is a crazy thing. When you think about that at the end of the March, I mean... 
it hailed twice during the day, which really disrupts you as you know, your outside patrons are enjoying a nice cold brisk day around a fire and the hail starts beating down on them. So, you know, but spring will come. Spring will come and uh, we can't wait for it. Absolutely. And so how about how many breweries are going to be in Silver Spring for Love Thy Beer? And then again out uh, in Frederick, May 14th. Yeah, I, I think the number for Love Thy Beer is in the 30s. I think there's 30 breweries representing. And then in Frederick, it jumps up to the last number I saw, and they were still confirming a few breweries. I want to say that was either 50 or 60 breweries will be in Frederick, which is why I think that is our biggest festival as far as turnout. I think there's so much pent up, you know, kind of demand slash breweries haven't gone to festivals in two years, like, and people haven't gone to festivals. So I think that want to have go outside. It's right along the creek side in Frederick. It's a, it's a, it's an ideal location. This year we're having two stages, and we're just really excited about kind of being back in Frederick. I always claim that you know, like the area right around us, you know, we're doing pretty well on you know breweries per capita when you're out in the farmland out here. But Frederick is still the king of Maryland um, as far as breweries, uh, kind of in a concentrated area, which is fantastic. Which is why the people of Frederick have always supported us so well. Yeah, I was going to say, even um, in and around Carroll Creek Landing, you're looking at yeah. like Attaboy, Idiom, um, Smoketown is Brunswick, but they, they've opened up over there too. Yeah. Um, there's certainly more that I'm leaving out. Old Mother's just up the street. Yeah, like it's, it's fantastic. Excellent. And so what I'm hearing is that you can actually come and go from that festival if you want to, so that you can like hit the shops and like you can exit, come back in, do this, do that. Yeah, it's always a wristband event, so you can get in and out relatively easily. Um, and it's an all day event, which is, you know, even better. Like I've been there when it's been cold and I've been there when it's been hot. And every once in a while you hit that magic, you know, 65 and, uh, you know, partly cloudy that, you know, is ideal for a good beer drinking day. So earlier you mentioned that Waradaka is a farmhouse brewery. One thing that I didn't realize until very recently is that Waradaka actually stands for the Washington Recreational Day Camp, Soho, Tribeca, Noma, along those lines. And you've got horses, um, plenty of land. You mentioned the herbs um, that are that are being grown. Are you all doing hops and grain as well? Um, no grain. Uh, we are doing hops. So yeah, the. The history is a fantastic history. I, you know, I, I just happened to marry well. My wife, my wife is third generation on the farm. Um, it's 220 acres. We're in the ag preserve of Montgomery County, so it can never be developed. We have somewhere right now around 80 horses on the farm. It's still primarily an equestrian farm. The brewery has just been kind of added by the third generation of family that's come through um, and is now kind of putting their own niche in the farm. But yeah, it was started by her grandfather, the original farm was down off of Old Georgetown Road, when Old Georgetown Road was still a dirt road, kind of where the Balducci's was. And he, it was basically a day camp for boys out of the city. And it stood, as you said, Washington Recreational Day Camp. And so he eventually moved the farm out here and the camp, and it ran for a camp. This year, the camp would be celebrating its 90th birthday as a camp from kind of when her grandfather founded it. And so we're having a reunion this uh, June or July to celebrate those 90 years of campers and counselors and everyone that came through the camp. So we're hopefully have a bunch of people out for that. But, you know, and we just celebrated our seventh year as a brewery. So as all things considered of things that have happened on the farm, the brewery is definitely the new side of things and, uh, you know, kind of an, a different approach than a, a day camp or an equestrian uh, facility. 
Beer geeks love to talk about farmhouse ales and how they sometimes detect notes of, and I'll put this in quotes, horse blanket. You've yeah. got eight, you've got 80 horses. <laughs> yes, that is a tasty note of uh, some wild fermented stuff. I'm never a big fan of horse blanket ales, although we keep toying with the idea of like, you just have to name one that and pull as many of those notes out of it as possible. I'm not sure how well it will sell. But uh, there's are definitely out there, you know, we, we experiment with some uh, wild fermented stuff every once in a while. We have a 30-barrel fodder that we always have some wild uh, a yeast strain going on in. So we definitely like those beers, although that's not our whole selection. But it's uh, I'm not sure that's what you want to make your whole marketing uh, focus around. Fair enough, fair enough. I was going to ask, as a farm brewery, do you ever notice a tension? Um, because for... Beer geeks like me, when I think of a farm brewery, I think of these like rustic ales and lagers, local ingredients, and as you mentioned, the fooders, maybe wild native yeast. And those things aren't necessarily conducive to what's more popular in craft beer in terms of, say, like a hazy IPA, a pastry stout, a massively fruited sour. Yeah, I think you could get there on the fruited sours. Um, we do quite a few. We, we have a Goza series, the 321 Goza, that we basically do four or five different versions of all year long with what kind of whatever's fresh coming from the farm or neighboring farms. We, we work with a lot of other local fruit purveyors on what they're growing. And so we're really happy with that. And then, but we also have hazy, you know, hazy IPAs. Uh, it's uh, our brewer's wife and my wife's cousin. Uh, goes down to Florida every year with horses for two months or three months. And so while she's doing that, and there's people constantly going back and forth, either taking hay down or bringing hay back, we always manage to throw four to five cases of whatever is the kind of the orchard next to where she stays in Florida, whatever they're growing fresh, whether it be grapefruit or oranges or ta- you know some tangerines, we bring that back up when the trailers are coming back north. And we have a runaway series because she, you know, she runs away to Florida. Uh, we have a runaway series where we try and do some of those fruited uh, hazies um, that are the runaways that always do well. And we only do over the winter, you know, the winter months while she's in Florida. So it's done really well for us. It's excellent. And so even though it's Florida produce, it's still keep in keeping with seasonality and yeah. farm aspect of things. And like truly most of that orchard stuff has been grown, you know, was picked the day before and it arrives here two days later and we're cutting it up, processing it and putting it in the beers. Excellent. Uh, got any upcoming events uh, at the brewery that you'd like the listeners to uh, know about beyond just spring is sprung and there's, there's, gonna, there's outdoor space? I was going to say, I think we want to know, I, I think that's the message, which is, and, 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 I, and I'll be out here not only because I'm the president of BAM and I'm trying to support all breweries, but because I'm a big believer in farm breweries, you know, in our area, uh, within three miles of us, we have four farm breweries, you know, kind of in upper Montgomery County. You have us, Elder Pine, Brookville Beer Farm, and Lone Oak. They're all within a three mile. So I would just encourage everyone, as soon as the weather starts getting a little bit warm and the sun starts coming out, come out and visit a farm brewery in Maryland, um, in Montgomery County, because we'd love to have you. And I think all four offer a very different feel and kind of a different aesthetic and are producing different beers. And so it's a, it's a good mix and a good field trip out of DC for you know, your DC listeners. Excellent. All right. I think on that note, Thank you, Brett. Everybody again, uh, Brett Snyder, co-founder of Waradaka. 
and president of the Brewers Association of Maryland. Thanks for joining us on the show. Jake, thank you very much for having me. All right, Brandy, you want to close us out with any parting shots, parting thoughts? Yeah. Thanks for that interview, by the way. I I went to Werdaka once and really enjoyed it. I mean, it's freezing. It was, I still have my hoodie, but I still I wear my hoodie. So shout out. Thanks for that. Um, I, as far as things coming up, you'll, you'll see me probably at Silver Branch this weekend because they're, I'm going to go check out their new Mundo Mundo, uh, Mexican style Vienna lager. Don't worry, Mike Stein, I'll drink an extra one just for you. <laughs> um, I also heard via my girl, Aaron over at Silver Branch that they're having a Saison festival on uh, April 16th. They're buying oh, really? a keg of Saison DuPont. And they'll be featuring other local saisons as well as Beyond the Gnome World. They'll have a band, and the Eleanor's doing mussels and Belgian fries. So I'm one thousand percent going to be there that weekend too. <laughs> so yeah, I am into that. But speaking of your girl, you might see me this weekend with your other girl over at Ray Proper Shaw, Lily Schultz, who just brewed Toll. That's T-O with like slash through it, all like weird in Scandinavian. Um, it's an IPA brewed with the Pink Boots blend on behalf of the Pink Boots Society of DC. I think it's like a 10-barrel batch, and they use like 22 pounds of hops. And so for right proper, you know, you figure like 2.2 pounds of hops, other half sneezes at that. But for right hopper, <laughs> for right proper, that's like a that's a pretty heavy dose of hops. Um geest. I believe it's going to be in cans as well. We just missed the release party because this episode goes live on Friday, but it's still going to be on tap. You'll be able to find cans both at Shaw, maybe Brookland too, and some area farmers markets as well. So I'll be there. That's awesome. I my favorite part, well, not favorite part, but like super close runner up is next to the beer is that I love that right proper still requires vaccinations to go into their shot their brew pub. I love that. So yes, yes. keep that take up, note. y'all. Yeah, take note. Um, so you'll you'll definitely see me. I'm actually going to be there on Thursday because that's when it's released. And I hung out with some Pink Boots folks last night at the at Other Half, speaking of. So that was a great event. I'm looking forward to the next one. So cheers to Erica, Crappier Cellar, and everybody. But yeah, so I'll see you at Silver Branch and I'll probably write proper too. But to everyone else, you all need to go and drink some yummy beer this weekend. It's supposed to be kind of nice-ish on Saturday and Sunday, maybe again. So go raise a glass and be kind and be nice and drink local. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, all. At DC Beer on the Socials. We'll see you there, if not around, at Area Breweries. 